Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and Football. I'm here, Matthew, and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 0-0 draw. I almost said 1-1, wish it was a goal. Uh, 0-0 draw away in the Premier League to Chelsea. Uh, so I just want to explain something uh, that happened today. So I did say in the previous podcast, which was the, I believe, the Sociedad game, the 0-0 on Thursday, that I was going to do a sort of... Um, watch the game and sort of not really do commentary but dig into my own analysis and kind of like and an- analyze the game as it's going on which I guess is kind of a commentary but uh I didn't want to do so much of the sort of like oh this player passes to this player you know a-, a typical sort of commentary um I got 20 minutes into the game I did actually do it uh but I I, I just decided to stop at about the 20 minute mark I just felt like it wasn't really working very well for me and I felt like I was just commenting on the game uh, I did comment on like you know different things I noticed in that so may- may- maybe I'll try it again in the future maybe I'll even try it in the next game I don't know um, just so that that 20 minutes doesn't go to waste because I did say a potentially few couple of interesting things in there uh, I'm going to be putting that on the end of the podcast today uh, I don't think it would have made much sense to put that at the start cut it off, cut it off after 20 minutes and then do this part. So I'm going to do just normal kind of episode today. Uh, but I've got 20 minutes into it. Uh, you'll, you'll hear the 20 minutes later on. I've, I've, I've already saved it. But uh, it just wasn't quite working. I just wasn't sort of feeling it. If you get what I mean. Uh, maybe it's because I'm not used to doing that. Maybe it's because it was a first attempt. Um, but yeah. just It just wasn't quite working for, for me. Just kind of creatively. I just felt like I was commenting on the game a little bit. But uh, I'll try it again in the next game, see how it goes. And again, if I get 10 or 20 minutes in or something like that, and I sort of decide it's not working, I'll save that 10 or 20 minutes, and then I will uh, put it on the end of the podcast. But you'll see at the end of the podcast, the 20 minutes I did try. Let me know what you think of that. Uh, There's not much there, but there is a few bits and pieces. So I just want to explain that, because of course some of you are expecting a bit of a different episode today. Uh, so you'll still get a piece of that, you'll just get it later on in the podcast. Uh, nil-nil. Anyway, let's let's get to talking about the game itself, nil-nil. Um, I'm very, very disappointed today. Um, I'll tell you one, one, there's one really big thing that sticks out to me today. Uh, one particularly big thing. So let me, let me just look at the summary as to when Aunt Anthony Martial came on. For Mason Greenwood. That was in the 80th minute. Or the 79th. Whatever. Then you get to. You know. You get to the 70th. 75th. 80th minute. No subs. You know. You've got three subs available. Okay. You make a sub in the 80th minute. You still make the sub. But it's too late. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, Thomas. Um, Tuchel. Whatever his name is. Uh, sub in the 45th minute. He brings on Reese James for hudson Adoy. 65th minute, Pulisic comes on for uh, Giroud, and then Werner comes on for Ziyech Ziyech, uh, in the 78th minute. At least he made some subs. Um, One really big thing that sticks out to me about that is, not only is the substitution, the only substitution itself, late. You get to the 80th minute, or the 70th minute, you're drawing away to Chelsea in the Premier League. Now you don't, I mean every game to me is kind of a must win game. Like we weren't going to really drop down the league table necessarily. If we if we didn't win today. But you get to the 70th minute. I, I, I would say somewhere between the 60th and the 70th minute realistically is when you should make your substitutions. Because that, that player, whoever it's going to be, or two or two or three players, 
whoever they're going to be, have got to get time to settle themselves into the game, feel the rhythm of the, the actual game itself, kind of settle in, find their place, find, you know, okay, how how fast is this game, how intense is it, that kind of thing. Um, and 10 minutes is just not enough time to do that. Um, not only did you, not only did he bring on Martial too late, I can't believe that you're away to Chelsea in the Premier League, you're drawing 0-0, and you make one substitution, and then Oli just sits there for the rest of the game. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm being too dramatic, but this is not the first time that he's done that. He's done this on multiple occasions. He always makes subs too late, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. I like him. I think he's a great person. I think it's probably time for him to go, though. I mean, how how much longer can you... Because that, that, to me, is not sort of like our judgment call. That's a just outright mistake. What I mean by that is that in terms of it being a judgment call, in terms of, okay, when should I make substitutions and how many substitutions should I make? You should probably make three every game. Even if you're winning and you feel like you're comfortable and whatever, you should still probably use your squad. But how 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 much longer is that going to go on, and how many more opportunities is that going to cause us to miss, and how many more points is that going to cause us to drop? <clears throat> um, I don't know. I mean, t- to me, that's kind of a sackable offence. Uh, not in terms of him doing like something completely wrong, but in terms of him making a bad judgment call. Uh, you know, he's not like assaulted somebody or something like that. But it's, do you know what I mean? Like, because usually in most jobs, if you get sacked, it's because you did something outright wrong. This is just sort of not doing your job quite good enough. Um, I just couldn't believe it. I was sitting there, you know, 60, 70, 80th minute. And I thought, I thought he's not, he's not going to use the other, the other two subs. Marshall came on, didn't really do particularly too much. Um. But I couldn't believe it. I mean, there's not too much else to maybe talk about in in the game. There's no goals to talk about. I suppose the the couple of big um, things to talk about as well. Uh, the handball. I definitely thought it was a handball. That was one of the things that happened in that 20 minutes that you'll get to see me talking about later, kind of in in real time. Um, I thought it was a handball. Uh, I definitely did. Uh, there's no reason for Hudson Odoi's hand to be up that high. Now, what I kind of said at the time, which you'll hear a little bit of later is maybe because this is kind of like that was kind of an in the moment thing for me when i'm watching the game making a judgment call you know doing my analysis kind of on the spot maybe he's like putting his hand up to push greenwood away a little bit but no after seeing it back and seeing some things about it and that today um i think that's a handball there's no reason for his hand to really be up that high so I think that should have been a penalty. Now, does that mean like, oh, we didn't get a penalty, we didn't score that goal, and that goal could have led us to win the game? There's an argument to be made there, but there's still the argument about the other things, which is just our lack of hunger, lack of desire, lack of creativity, lack of passion out there today, which I saw from a number of players. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the reason we didn't really win the game today, I think, is because we, we just simply, just to, to kind of put that in a general sense didn't play well enough uh not only have you got the late or non-substitutions from ollie which doesn't help the team because it doesn't freshen up the team that team itself still just didn't play well and didn't create enough chances and that um and it was it was very very disappointing to see so that was that um i don't think there's any other like major events to talk about necessarily none that i can think of obviously the handball was the big discussion point uh, but yeah, I just like how how uh, how much longer is that going to be going on for? 
you know that kind of like just the the weird decision making from Ole and the lack of passion and creativity within the team um because that was that wasn't one of our worst performances in the season it was one of the most lackluster and disappointing um I think for for, for this season uh, one other interesting point to bring up as well this isn't really to do with what well, is to do with the game but not the performance uh, to do with some stats um, we have not beaten one of the top six teams in the league this season. We've beaten some of them outside of that because, if you remember, we did beat Liverpool three-two uh, in the FA Cup, but that was in the FA Cup, not the league. So, if you look at uh, some of these, we haven't played twice yet. I like. I don't think we've played. We haven't played Tottenham twice yet, have we? No, we haven't played City twice yet. But Tottenham, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, and uh, Leicester. Which are the other, let's just say the other big six. You can debate about who is or isn't the big six, whatever. The the Some of the biggest teams from, from the league. We haven't beaten any of those teams this, this season in the Premier League. Some of them we haven't we haven't played twice yet. Of course, today was another one of them. Uh, the, this game against Chelsea. How can you expect to win something if you don't even win? You, you've got to be winning at least probably, what, half of those games? Um, you, you could argue, you know, if, if, you, if you looked at it from a... Possibly like a title winning perspective. Each of those teams you need to be beating at home. And in a way you can maybe get some draws. Maybe. Like I'm not expecting every season us to beat Liverpool away. And Chelsea away and City away and everything like that. But you know when when they go to Old Trafford. And that kind of thing. I'm expecting us to, to do something. Because they're, they're on our home ground so to speak. Um, but not getting anything out of them. Which is just like a, a couple of points. Is not good enough. Um, I'm surprised that we are still... Are we still second? I'm sure we are. Um, yeah, we are still second. We are one point in front of Leicester. Who did... Uh, did they win this weekend? No, they lost to Arsenal. So that was that's, that's the reason that we're still second. Is because Arsenal won, basically. Uh, which is disappointing. Um, disappointing that that's the kind of outcome of that, I suppose. That, uh, that we couldn't win. Um... But uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like, so that's just, when you look at when you just look at a few of the different things I've said, not beating any of the big six, big six in the league, uh, lack of substitutions or late substitutions, lack of just uh, creativity within the team, not beating the big six. You've got you've got to be disappointed. I mean, we are um, Man City and Man United have both played twenty six games. We're now twelve points in front. I think you can kiss goodbye to the Premier League title this season. We could still win something else. Look, I don't want to be you know completely down in the dumps. We're still in the FA Cup. We're still we're through to the next round of the uh, Europa League against AC Milan. We could still win something this season. It's not going to be the league, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, to to kind of take to kind of kind of go away from the negativity for a minute. Uh, if we get second in the league, which we probably should. Uh, and we win one of the cups, whether it's the Europa League or the FA Cup. That would be a good season. You know, that would be a good season. But you just got to look at the simple mistakes that Ollie's made, and you think, could we have done more? Could we have done something else? Because I don't know about you all, but uh, I want to win everything in every match. You know, because um, I you know support the club that should be that should be doing that. Um, so. There you go, uh, but very just disappointed overall, and uh, we'll see where we go <clears throat> in the next couple of games. So yeah, uh, it's interesting if I look at summary. Actually, there's no section for the first half because uh, nothing happened in the first half. Nobody even got booked in the first half, which is weird. So 
Anyway, let's take a quick break, do some housekeeping, and then we'll get into the player ratings. See you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, of course I do have the nil-nil game uh, for Sociedad, the United cast for that, the 4-0 on aggregate, so we are still through to the next round against AC Milan, so there's that podcast, a scripted review, I did three of them, um, they're all uh, spoiler free, pretty much, um, those are for Sweet Home, which is the first season on Netflix, I gave that a skip rating, you've got uh, a scripted review for Untitled Goose Game from uh, the developer House House, I gave that a must play rating. And then uh, Ted Lasso, the Apple TV Plus series, I gave a must-see rating to. That's for its first season as well. Uh, Ted Lasso does have a second and a third season on the way. I don't know about what's happening with uh, Sweet Home, but those are my scripted reviews for those. Gaming Talk this week, we talked about the Nintendo Direct and uh, a few surprises and disappointments and other bits and pieces from that. Uh, Konami Still Sucks, which is a reference to a previous Gaming Talk episode. Uh, Konami cancelled a Metal Gear Solid board game and there's of course the rumours propping up again about them actually doing something with their games which I doubt but we'll see and uh, PlayStation did announce a follow-up to PSVR which is going to be called PSVR 2 which is going to be compatible with the PlayStation 5 makes sense new console new headset for the VR makes sense uh, so we talked about all of that and my specific plans as well I am luckily an owner of PlayStation VR the first one so uh, we'll see what happens with that so we talked about all those things, analysing television episode 8, talking about why structure is important, structure within the context of an episode itself, and how to properly structure one, and uh, giving examples of six different shows and what they all do right and wrong in terms of structure and how uh, it can be affected with a, a number of cast mem- members that you have, or all, all those sorts of things. 
So I talked about that. Uh, I did a podcast, um, quite a lengthy one, talking about the fall of Assassin's Creed, going through Assassin's Creed's main game history. Uh, so from 2007's Assassin's Creed right up until 2020's uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So you can have a listen to that if you want to. There is a couple of spoilers in there for the Assassin's Creed series, so if you've not played... Uh, some of those games you will be spoiled on a few things but uh, just pointing out to me when the series started to fall apart a little bit and uh, where my disappointment started to come in and also kind of comparing the look of the first Assassin's Creed and the latest one and kind of talking about how it's not even really the same game series anymore so I did that uh, United Cast for the 3-1 win against Newcastle Rio Sociedad 4-0 Gaming Talk the week before for Ratchet and Clank Sonic and Oddworld Soulstorm, and that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org, and you can search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform. Player ratings, David De Gea, I'm going to give him an 8, uh, did make a couple of good saves today, uh, got to give him a lot of credit for that, didn't let in a goal, um, and did uh, very, very well indeed today. Uh, there was a, I'm, I'm only giving him an 8 because there was a few uh, passes out from the back that he didn't do very well with, and it could have led to, to a goal. So I'm going to give him an 8 for the saves that he made, but not for the uh, playing out from the back. By the way, it makes me really nervous when we play out from the back because I just don't trust the players at the back to actually do that. Uh, and we have almost gotten caught in out a few times, and it's uh, it's a bit nerving sometimes. Uh, one Bissaka, I thought he had a really bad game. Uh, I'm going to give him a four. He just he tends to get forward and then stop and then pass backwards uh, instead of cross the ball in. He crosses the ball in now and again, but uh, nowhere near as much as what he should have done uh, or should be doing. Uh, so I'm going to give him a four. I thought he was really poor today. Uh, Lindelof, Maguire, I'm going to give them both a... Uh, I was going to say 4 or a 5 I'm not sure I'll go with 4.5 then um, Just looked I mean they didn't do anything specifically wrong So I can't give them anything lower But They just uh, They fill me with nerves <laughs> When when uh, when they've either got the ball Or when they're uh, trying to defend And uh, yeah Some of the Some of the passing around at the back today Was just very very nerving and uh, yeah, I've I've talked about them at length before. They're not good enough. I don't want to see them play together. Um, but yeah, that's Lindelof Maguire. Luke Shaw, I thought he was all right today. Was uh, pretty good. I'll give him a seven. Uh, got forward quite well. Uh, again, linking up on that left hand side with Rashford. Sometimes with Dan James because the wingers kept switching around, which is stupid. Um, but uh, he links up really, really well with Rashford, and that's one of my it's one of my more favourite partnerships within this team. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, solidity um with it within that pairing so i liked seeing luke shaw there fred and mctominay look i'm a big fan of both of them i really like both of them i thought they were awful today i really thought they were quite good i I must have i must surprise some of you with this today right i usually go on and on and on about lindelof mcguire and how bad they are because they are bad and usually i do like fred and mctominay as a pair and tactically i think it did work because mctominay did get forward fred got forward a lot today and it was weird. He had a shot with his right foot as well, which almost went in, which was just weird. I thought Fred and McTominay had a worse game than Maguire and Lindelof today, which I didn't think is something I'd ever say. But uh, just kept getting caught on the ball in midfield, kept losing the ball. They were winning the ball back sometimes, but they just weren't doing anything productive enough with it. Um, a couple of really bad passes from both of them. I know I've said that Fred's passing isn't great, but I expect a bit better from McTominay. Um, but both of them just uh, their passing and ball distribution and being able to keep hold of the ball I just I thought was really bad today to be honest and uh, I'm not calling them for to, to be dropped they've not been 
they've not been badly bad for as consistent or for as long as what Maguire and Lindelof have been. That's why I call for those two to get dropped, or at least as a pair to be kind of split up. Um, I'll give Fred and McTominay another shot. I think this was an off day for them, but um, yeah, it was uh, not good from from those two today. Who's my man of the match? Who's my man of the match? I'm going to give it to Bruno. I think he was really good today. I'll give him a nine. Um, showed a lot of his passion today. Bruno was chasing some the the ball down. He was making some good passes. A couple of really long passes that he did, which uh, were pulled off pretty well today. I think there was a couple to the left hand side that he made towards either Fred Shaw or Rashford, who were on that kind of left hand side, uh, which led to some good passages of play. But he was kind of the only one doing that today. So. You've got you've got to have more than one player doing that in your team, and that's where Fred and McTominay do need to kind of come into things a bit more. Um, so he's my man of the match. Let's go to the right side with James. He's listed on the right, so I'm going to talk about him there. I thought James was good again today. I'm going to give him an eight. Um, I thought that I thought that he showed a lot more when needed. Showed a lot more patience today. Um, like sure, his his best attribute undoubtedly is his pace. You know, him, if you play the ball in behind, he can run onto it and then do something with it after. There was a few occasions today where he had the ball on the edge of the box. Sure, he lost it a couple of times, but he sort of slowed down. Looked like he was kind of thinking a bit more about what to do rather than just kind of rushing into something and just sort of sprinting off with the ball or blasting the ball or, or whatever. Um, kind of stopped and 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 turned a bit maybe and kind of passed the ball off. At the end of the day, as long as you're keeping the ball, that's that's kind of what matters. Um, and, you know, if if he stops on the edge of the box and doesn't think he can go any further, and then he passes the ball off to somebody else, he's kind of done his job, because then it's up to whoever has the ball next to do something with it. Because um, you'd rather him do that than, than lose the ball, which is like, you know, if he, if, he run, if he's trying to use his pace too much and he just runs into a crowd of players and loses the ball over and over again... Then we'd be right to criticise him. But uh, I, I just thought he kind of slowed his game down a little bit today. And just kind of did some nice neat little passes. I, I thought it was really good uh, today. Rashford I don't think had a good game. Um, he did do exactly what I just kind of described. Which is just kind of running into crowds a little bit today. Um, bit indecisive as well today Rashford. I think that can be a weakness in his game. I I'm, I mean I love Rashford. You know he's, he's a great player and all that. And obviously what he's done off the pitch has been great. But uh I don't know, he needs to kind of, like, get his head up a little bit and sort of just, just, just look a little bit more at what's around him and not worry too much about sprinting into the box and kind of making something happen. You can do that, you know, if you feel like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna test myself and try and run past this defender and do something with the ball. Fair enough, but just don't do it too much. He he just did it too much today, and uh, I thought that it didn't quite, didn't, didn't quite work for him. Uh, I'm gonna give him a, uh, a five. I thought it was. Just, I thought it was just slightly below average. Not horrible. Not awful. Not like a three or a four, um, but just just slightly below average today. Rashford did did a couple of good bits and pieces and that, but just 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 not quite. Not quite today. Um, but uh, Greenwood. What am I gonna have? Greenwoods. Um, I thought Greenwood had a relatively good game. It was it was all right. Good to see him at number nine actually, which is what I've been calling for. Just didn't quite get given the ball or have the ball on the edge of the box enough. He did have that one shot, didn't he? From the edge of the box, which was good. Uh, more of that from him would be good in, in that position. But he's got to have the ball in that position. Which means either he goes and gets the ball or somebody passes it to him. And as I said earlier... Um, him... Uh, sorry, not him. With the, with the team having a bit of a lack of creativity, you're not going to be able to get Greenwood... In, with, with the ball with that situation. Do you get what I mean? 
Um, so yeah, that just I just felt like that sort of held um, Greenwood back a bit today. So yeah, uh, but I'm gonna give him what did I say a seven or an eight, something like that. Uh, let's look at substitutions. We've only got one to talk about, which is Martial again. Just came on was was ineffective. Now I will say. I don't know if I should post the credit Ollie with this or not, but I did say in the last couple of podcasts, I just want to go back to one of my previous points. I have said in a couple of podcasts previously, okay, stop starting Martial in the first 11. One, because he's not earned it at all. You, you, you've got to earn being in the first 11 um, or be within the kind of the rotation. Stop starting him. Stop putting him up front um, and stop, stop doing that. One of the things I did point out, I think it was... It was either in the last episode or the one before. I can't quite remember which one. I said, try to when when a player is out of form like that. Now I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of football coach. I'm just trying to analyze the situation from my own perspective. When a player's out of form like that, instead of shoving him in the first eleven over and over and over again, which is what Ali's been doing with Martial, which is why I think he's actually continued his bad form. Because he's just been forced into the team over and over again. You've got to just... Again, this goes into all these game management and team management. When a player's doing that week after week after week. And just not performing well. And you keep just sticking him in the same position. You know, sticking him up front and starting him every game. Almost. His form isn't necessarily... Isn't going to get better if, if you do that. So one of the things I did suggest. Bring him on as an impact sub. That is what happened today. But he still, unfortunately, just didn't really do very much. So... Uh, Ollie sort of, I mean, Ollie, I'm not saying Ollie tried what I suggested because he probably didn't know what I suggested or whatever, but uh, he kind of did what I've been suggesting he should do with Martial, which is bring him on as an impact sub. So I do appreciate that. It's kind of, you know, what I did actually call for to, to happen to the player, which was an impact sub. But uh, again, he just, I don't know, I'm just, I, I look at Martial's body language and his, you know, facial expressions and that he just looks really really annoyed even when you you know when the camera cuts over to the sidelines and you're watching the player warm up to get subbed or he's standing on the side ready to come on he looked annoyed before he even came on the pitch um you know well you know if something's going on in his personal life and he's got some issues obviously we don't need to know what that is that's none of our business i'm not i'm not asking to be told what issues he's got in his life but if he's got some issues in his life or there's something going on uh obviously you know we're, we're all a bit stressed at the moment with covid and that and it, that being kind of difficult to live with or very difficult to live with um but if it's like that or you know he's he's worried about something or I don't know. Now, I don't mean to kind of pick on Martial, but I do kind of think... Now, this is weird, because I'm going to do a bit of a comparison here. Luke Shaw, before Tellez was in this team, Luke Shaw was going downhill a little bit of a, as, as a player. Not awful, he just wasn't quite the best that we knew that he could be. Williams was there, he was playing at left-back kind of regularly. He was giving him a bit of competition, but not, not that much competition. Tellez came in this season, slightly later than what he should have, but Tellez came in this season, and Luke Shaw has been infinitely better since. Because Luke Shaw must have kind of realised, like, oh, you know, there's been some action taken here. I've not been good enough in the last, I don't know, couple of seasons or so. The managers looked, brought a player in uh, for, for for the position that I'm playing in. My 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 place in the team is is at threat because you know what what if Tellez on a regular basis starts playing better than me. Then he's going to take my place. I'm going to be at the team. And that will be my fault. That's, I'm assuming that's maybe his uh, mindset in that situation. But Luke Shaw's... Come, I, I, that's one of my favourite rotations within this team. Is Luke Shaw or Tellers. Because they both do pretty well. I mean I still think that Shaw's doing... Is one of our best players at the moment. 
Um, but you know, you know what I mean. Like it didn't. It felt like a threat probably to Luke Shaw in his position in the team because he thought like, okay, he, pro- he probably thought, you know, what what if Tellers comes into this team and starts playing really good and I'm out of the team? That's his own fault because he wouldn't have been playing well enough. But it gave Shaw competition and Shaw got better as a player. Whereas if you look at, I'm doing a direct comparison here, you look at Martial, right? Lukaku left the team uh, last season, at, at the start of last season. Lukaku left on what the deadline day or the day before, and it was pretty much here you go, Martial. Here's the number nine shirt. Greenwood's here. Rashford's here. Rashford's not really a proper striker. Greenwood is, but been being playing on the wing. But it was pretty much Greenwood or James, and then it was Cavani and Rashford. That was pretty much our front three for most of last season. Agallo came in, did some bits and pieces, but no, didn't have like a full impact on the team. So Lukaku leaves the team. Uh, no one's brought in, but Martial's kind of just handed the number 9 shirt. I think he had 11 or something before, uh, which Greenwood's got now. But he was given the number 9 shirt, and he got 22 goals last season. But he didn't have any competition, because Greenwood could sort of play there. Igalo came in in, what, January or something. He he kind of played quite well. But Martial kicked on with the season, and he scored 22. I think it was 22 goals last season, I think in, in all competitions. did really. He had a great season last season. We get to this season, Cavani comes in the team. Big, good striker, you know, imposing striker in the box and that, clinical finisher. Cavani comes in the team, and instead of having the same effect that it has on Luke Shaw, which is, oh, my position's at threat, I should probably play better. It's almost like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know Anthony Martial as a person. I'm not going to try and judge him as a person. I can only judge him what I see on the pitch of what he does. It sort of seems like, oh, there's another striker's come here. I'm kind of like fed up now. Instead of instead of him looking at the situation and thinking like, "Huh, I've got to try and outscore Cavani or play better than him or you know try and up my game," it's pulled Martial's game back. Now that's not on like Cavani himself. You know, Cavani is coming in the team. He's got to do what he's got to do, which is score some goals and play really well. But do you see where I'm going with that? Like, Shaw, Shaw gets some competition with Tellez. Shaw ups his game. Shaw's playing really well this season. Um, Lukaku leaves, Martial plays really well, he's pretty much the only striker, we get to this season, um, I almost said Falcao, uh, Cavani comes in, and Martial just sort of sulks of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the only child kind of thing, that, that sort of situation, like, oh, there's, there's someone else here to sort of threaten my position, and instead of him looking at that, and thinking like, oh, I should press on and work hard, you know, try and score loads of goals, He's been awful since since Cavani's came in. Cavani's kind of stolen the show and become kind of a regular number nine. Um, and Martial's kind of gotten stroppy from that in a way. You can you can see it on his body language and, and with his facial expressions, he just isn't happy because he knows that Cavani's kind of taken that spot and pushed him. He's pushed him out on the wing again, hasn't he? Because we've seen Martial playing on the wing in different situations. So that's just my analysis of the season. Like I said, I'm not here to judge any, any of the players on their personal lives. I don't need to know what's going on there. I'm not going to judge them for that. All I can judge them on is their football ability and what I see them going through on, on the pitch. So if there is something in Martial's personal life or something else is going on, then fair enough. But uh, I can only judge from what I see on the pitch. So uh, I think I've done a fair bit of analysis there. But uh, that's just what I see. It feels like you know Cavani's come in and I'm sort of... He, he's sort of stro- stroppy from it uh, instead of embracing the um, competition so he's just, he's just not done the same thing that Luke Shaw's done which is press on and try and be competitive within the team but anyway that's my lengthy analysis on uh, the Martial situation and w- w- will he leave because of that I-, I don't know maybe he will in the summer um, the, th- the, the situation you'd be in then though 
is let's say Martial leaves the club, Cavani signs on for a contract extension. Cavani's then going to be, I think Cavani's 34 now. He's not going to be here for five, ten years. Cavani's going to be here for another couple of years to kind of do, do, do what he's going to do for a couple of seasons. You then get yourselves into a situation where, okay, Greenwood's kind of being on the u. Sorry, Greenwood's kind of being used on the wing. He could be a striker. He's probably our future striker. Martial then leaves. Cavani then gets really old, and you're not down to. You you then have two strikers, one of which is kind of still up and coming throughout the team because Greenwood's still only what nineteen twenty, and then you have a striker who's like. Not on his last legs, but not got, like, loads of time on his hand with Cavani. And then you'd have a striker with Martial who's... How old is Martial? 24? Something like that. So he's still got plenty of time. But then if he leaves, you've then got one striker who's getting old. And one striker who's, like, you know, worked his way into the first team. But isn't quite maybe fully there yet. I don't know. So then you'd probably just have to buy another striker for to, to replace Cavani. So... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, it's going to be interesting in the summer as well. Uh, obviously, we've been linked with Haaland loads of times. That would cost us loads of money to get Haaland. It would probably cost us at least. I I couldn't see Dortmund letting it letting him go for under under 150 million. He's scored loads of goals this season in uh, both in the Champions League and in the uh, is it called Bundesliga, the German league. Um, so that would be a very very expensive buy. I'd love to have him. You know, if Haaland comes in and starts scoring, brilliant. But uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on the game. Obviously, a lot to say there about Marshall and kind of competition within the team and stuff. So uh, let me let me know what you think. Anyway, what do you think of uh, Marshall's kind of attitude? Um, do you think there's something maybe going on that we don't know about? Again, we don't need to know what that is. But uh, do you think there's maybe something going on with Marshall, or do you think it's a simple case of um? competition within the team that he's not quite so comfortable with let me know uh, matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk does contact page and information in your show notes we move on disappointing game but there's nothing we can do then the whistle's been blown obviously for full time uh, i believe we have a game on wednesday yes in the premier league yes against crystal palace away from home so we'll see how that goes i'll see you on wednesday for that uh, i'm gonna put the other 20 minute piece that i talked about right on the end so what once i've done my outro and stuff which i'm going to do now uh if you like what you have heard today and you want to hear more of it uh you can check out entertainmenttalk.org uh for tv video games films and of course manchester United podcast so please check them all out or the ones that you're interested in at least um so please get involved there uh, if you like what you've heard today and want to um, support more of it, uh, there's a few different options for you. The Patreon page, the $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. Uh, word of mouth, social media, you can just tell people that you know about the content. Uh, either go to entertainmenttalk.org or to search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform. Please get yourself subscribed over there. Uh, word of mouth, uh, sorry, social media, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups, use whatever you'd like to within that and uh, support us through that as well. Um, if you want your up-to-date reliable TV and film news, uh, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, check out all of that. Uh, Geektown Radio episodes are on Tuesdays and just keep up to date with the, with the website and stuff for your TV and film news run by David. Uh, Barry's still doing his uh, podcast, he's got his Geektopia ones over there if you search for Geektopia on YouTube. You should be able to find that. Uh, that's Geek Space Topia, by the way. Uh, so search for that on YouTube and get yourself subscribed. Uh, Talk and Stalk, if you're into your horror stuff, uh, Barry's got you covered over there with his opinions on different horror things. Uh, Talk and Stalk on YouTube, get yourself subscribed to that. So there are two different channels there from Barry. Beck still streams daily, pretty much over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, I am going to stream sometime soon, I just need to find some 
some time to 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 to, uh, to do it. Uh, possibly this week we'll see. I'm still in the middle of making things like classic reviews for the season, so I just uh, just haven't got quite as much time as what I want. But you can follow me on Twitch when you want to be notified about that. Etalk UK for that as well. Thanks for listening, and here is the uh, me analysing the first 20 minutes of the game. I know it's obviously going to cut off and whatever after the 20 minutes, but uh, I might as well just show you what I recorded and what the what it was like and everything and kind of uh, how that went, just just to give you a little taste of it. I know I didn't finish the game with, with doing that, but I've done a podcast on it, obviously. Um, but uh, here is the rest of the other 20 minutes, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and this is going to be the first of the sort of uh, commentary as we go type of podcast. Uh, Manchester United are about to kick off against Chelsea. It is at Stamford Bridge so it is an away game. Uh, just some team news, it's, it's it's a pretty normal team here that we've got. Uh, De Gea, Wambasaka, Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw uh, and then Fred McTominay and then we don't know where the front three is playing necessarily but you've got uh, Greenwood, Dan James and Rashford and then uh, in the number 10 of course Bruno Fernandes so we'll see how that goes uh, the game is just about to kick off in a minute so I'm just taking a couple of minutes to talk about the team they're just showing it now on, on the screen actually uh, and uh, yeah obviously the the big concern for me Lindelof Maguire I've talked about it many many times before we'll see how they get on um <clears throat> I do believe that uh, Giroud, I think, is is playing up front for uh, for Chelsea, so that could be an issue for the for the for the two centre backs. We'll see how that goes. Um, what I don't want to see from this game is both teams being scared of each other, because if you remember back in, I think it was December, uh, when Manchester United played against Man City, and they were both scared of each other, basically, and ended up in a nil-nil. That's not what I want from today, because that will not only be a boring draw, but it will just show, I think, a weakness of both teams. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes, I suppose. Um, I haven't really looked particularly at the Chelsea team. I don't always look at the opposition team, necessarily. Maybe I should do that a little bit more. Um, but we'll see. I just hope that we play a little bit of a higher line, because the reason that we don't when we do have Lindelof and Maguire, of course, is because uh, they're both slow centre backs because as some of you have noticed and some and I myself have noticed uh, when we've had uh, Maguire and Bailey at the back Bailey's able to run back quicker because he's a quick player uh, Twenzebi I think can do probably the same thing as well but uh, we'll just have to see how it goes uh, Thomas T- is it Tuchel I believe uh, is, is his name of course new manager at Chelsea um, we haven't played them since they've got a new manager because last time we played them of course was uh the old Frank Lampard days. Um, but the games are going to kick off in just a minute. I'm interested to see... There's two tactical things to kind of analyse straight away. The first of all, which is the front three and seeing how they kind of rotate, which I don't like. Uh, I would personally have put James on the right, Greenwood in, in the middle, or number nine, whatever, and then Rashford on the left. That's where I think at least two out of those three players will excel. I don't think James excels that much on the right as opposed to the left, but you can't play Rashford and James on the left at the same time because that doesn't exactly make sense uh, but we'll see how they go if they rotate and also check defensively how the team is going to play as well in terms of uh, you know Fred and McTominay how much are they going to have to protect the back two the centre backs and everything 
we shall see. Uh, just about to kick off. Uh, again, this is new, me trying a new format and everything. If you do or don't like it, just let me know. Uh, there's no problem with going back to the other format. I am still going to be using that probably with different games. Uh, so we will, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but you know, I'm going to try this at least probably more than once, unless I get like 20 of you emailing me saying that you hate the format, whatever, um, but we'll see. Uh, they've just taken the knee and the game's kicked off. That was a rather quick taking of the knee. I'm not sure how long it's required for that to be, but, uh, yeah, that was, it was pretty quick and, uh, the game is starting. Um, so Chelsea got the ball in their half. I don't want to make this too much of just a standard commentary of just like, oh, Wan-Bissaka passes to McTominay, McTominay passes to whatever. I want to make it more of sort of me pointing things out as the game goes on. Uh, straight away I'm noticing that it seems to be Rashford on the left side, Greenwood middle, James on the right. That is how I would keep that, but I'm guessing that Ollie's told those players to rotate, which is what I don't like. But we will see. Uh, Chelsea got the ball at the moment. Um... Noticing already Dan James doing a bit of uh, chasing back, which is good. Um, yeah, it is It is Giroud up front. I think he's just kicked Maguire in the head. Or in the hand. Something like that. Giroud sort of went... It was a bit of an accident. Giroud sort of went for the ball. Uh, no, no free kick was given anyway. But May United have got the ball. Passing it at the back. We already look like we're in a little bit of trouble. Uh, Lindelof's got the ball, he's passed it back to De Gea and he's kicked it long. So that, that's sometimes something that we tend to do defensively when we get really nervous is pass it back to the goalkeeper for him to to kick it long because we do try to do this um, playing out from the back situation. Uh, it's in Chelsea's penalty area by the way. Maguire, Maguire does like to get forward a lot doesn't he? Which I do like to see because I do think he's kind of good at it. Um, that was a poor, poor pass there. I think that was actually Bruno. Alright, here comes, uh, I think that's Pulisic down the left. This is where we get into some dangerous areas. Oh, Giroud almost won that. Uh, I think it was Giroud versus Maguire in that situation. But uh, I noticed a weird thing that happened there straight away. Lindelof sort of peeled off to the right. And I don't know where Wan-Bissaka was there he tends to tuck in a little bit more to the right and I've got absolutely no idea why you would tell your fullback to do that or if he's if he's doing that of his own choice which is possible um which we still haven't really worked out which one that is um surely you'd say to him hey look you're the right back you should you know stay out wide um I get tucking in a little bit but not to where like Wambasaka's almost at centre back <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense um, that was a very bad corner from Chelsea. I'm quite surprised by that. Goal kick for United. Uh, so a lot of talked about already in the first two minutes here. But um, yeah, a little, little, little bit shaky. We haven't really got anything going up front yet. Um, I had, I did notice in the first couple of minutes there that um, I don't know why. Hang on a minute. I don't know why they do that because I'm watching this on Sky, obviously. Uh, they sort of cut away to the manager for like 45 seconds. Just just keep the camera on the game, you know. Uh, Dan James has lost it. He couldn't quite actually get hold of the ball there. It looked a bit awkward. Um, Alright. Wan-Bissaka. Let's see what he does here. I think McTominay's made a foul. Nope. Kante's got it now. Okay, 
Fred's won it back. I love it when Fred does that. Fred's, Fred, see, that's, see, already three minutes in. And uh, one thing that I point out continuously, Fred is good at breaking up the play. Not at passing the ball forward. Well, de- de- definitely not at shooting. But um, he's won the ball there anyway. Uh, Chelsea do actually have it back. He won the ball and then somebody else lost it. Chelsea have gone back to their keeper. I believe he's called Mendy. So much of this team... Now, I'm not going to say that we're reliant on Bruno. Of course, if Bruno did get injured, there would be major problems. But a lot of the system within this team does run through him. Mainly because he's, you know, bang centre in the middle of the pitch, pretty much. Um, well, not not like on the centre circle. He's, he's obviously slightly ahead of that, but... It is because of the 4-2-3-1 that that number 10 is in the middle of all the players that are around him. And there's nobody else kind of next to him necessarily. Fred's just lost the ball. Chelsea have still got it. Um, There's going to be little bits of dead air. So just, just be prepared for that. Already, I am already getting a bit of a sense of. I mean, Chelsea seemed kind of up for this. Uh, oh, James has won it back. Oh, that wasn't a foul. Referee's blown for a foul on. Uh, is it Mason Mount? It's not Anson Mount, is it? Anson Mount is uh, Pike from uh, Star Trek Discovery. But Mason Mount. But. Uh, Chelsea just trying to figure out how to get it out of their own box. Rudiger. I do th- I do quite like Chelsea's centre-backs. Rudiger's bursted his way through the TV. I don't know what's happened there. Nobody's picked him up. Crossed it in. McTominay's cleared it. It's good. See, I don't mind McTominay staying back for defending. But when we attack, he's got to get himself forward. Um, Bombasaka's just fouled. Who is that? I didn't see who that was, actually. Um, but there is a there is a danger of being too defensive in certain situations because when Fred's obviously the more of the CDM and McTominay comes back to help him, um, and then you do have also Lindelof and Maguire or Lindelof and Bailey, uh, not uh, Maguire and Bailey in in certain situations. Ollie's having a good smile. I'm not quite sure why, but he is. Um, that you you essentially end up with almost four centre backs, which fair enough if you get the ball back and then you press on forward, that's that's great. But sometimes it can be a bit too defensive. Yeah, Chelsea definitely uh, seem kind of up for this. Oh, Pulisic has got the ball. Lindelof's actually blocked it, which is good. There was about three players in front of Pulisic. Chelsea have lost the ball. Is Bruno? See. Team just kind of runs through him a lot, doesn't it? Luke Shaw's getting forward. Nah, that was... <sighs> annoys me when we try some of those longer passes. And the person that receives the ball is just a little bit more isolated. Because um, I don't know... In that situation just then, I don't know how like Luke Shaw was ahead of everybody else. Um... But the ball's back in our half. This game is moving a lot quicker than what I expected. Oh, nice bit of 
turn there from Greenwood. He's very good at doing that, Mason Greenwood. Rashford's got it. Alright, this is a chance for us to do something. Rashford against Asphil Equator. He's lost the ball. I think sometimes Rashford just sort of tries maybe a bit too hard uh, to do certain things. ZX, I think, has got the ball. Giroud lost it. McTominay's got it. Sidewards, backwards passing. That was both a sort of sidewards and backwards pass. So, that wasn't a foul. Chelsea have resumed. Alright. Wambasaka is actually at right back. Mount's got the ball. Is Mount on the left wing? I think he is. Or sort of the left wing. I can see Chelsea maybe scoring in a minute. Kante. I think that's Hudson Adoy. Giroud. Oh. He's gone for a corner, I think. They were Lindelof and Maguire a little bit more stable than usual. A little bit more. Uh, Maguire, the ball just sort of landed at Maguire's feet before it landed at Giroud's. Oh, it actually went through Maguire's legs. Lindelof, it just sort of hit Lindelof. Um, I think that's just a bit of bad luck from uh, Giroud there. Because I think if the ball had gone to him, he might have been able to do something. Chelsea have got a corner. Here's Dan. That's a foul. Play on. Oh, go on, Rashford. Oh, it could be. No, I think he's lost it. Oh, no, he's still got it. Oh, oh, that was so close to going to Greenwood. Had a situation there. Rashford was sort of breaking down the right side. Um, Greenwood was just ahead of him to his left. He wasn't offside or anything. Rashford just controlled the ball. Tried to head it over to uh, Greenwood. Um. But uh, just just didn't quite get the ball over the top of whose head was that? One of the Chelsea players' heads. Um, Greenwood would, pro would probably have been in then. That was a that was a good little move then from uh, Man United. But as I've said before many many times, <clears throat> you know this uh, pacey counter attack stuff that we do. That's that's what we're best at, really. Um, it's just unfortunate that that Jan Dan James was sort of taken out that equation because he was kind of he was he was fouled, but it was uh, given as a play on. So is Fred. Don't try and make a forward pass. Oh, he did. Went to Greenwood. Rashford. Is he offside? He's offside. Mm -hmm. So things are picking up a little bit for Man United here. It's difficult to judge sometimes when, um, you know, okay, five minutes, ten minutes. We're at the ten minute mark now in the game. When do you... Now, it, it depends on who you're playing against, necessarily, and in what competition, and who's on the pitch, and that kind of thing. When do you expect your team in a game to kick on? Because uh, you can score within the first minute, you can score in the 90th minute, or anywhere else in between, but... I suppose... Greenwood's cross... Sorry, Rashford's cross... That went to... There was, like, Dan... It was only Dan James in the box... Pretty much. Uh, I'm not quite sure what Rashford was intending there. But Rashford's a bit. Rashford's had a uh, bit of the ball. He's now switched to the right hand side. 
Um, Greenwood stayed right. Green, a bit of bit of change here. Greenwood stayed in the middle. I've noticed. Uh, Dan James has gone to the left and Rashford's gone to the right. I don't like Rashford on the right. And why is Fred now on the left wing with the ball? We don't tend to keep our team shape that much. Fred's got it. At least McTominay's on the edge of the box. Oh, he's got the ball. Here's Bruno. Shoot. Blocked. McTominay trying to get in there. Who's that a free kick to? McTominay and someone else have just had a bit of a clash. This game is a bit more frantic differently than what I thought it would be. But I'm, I'm glad about that. Oh, I think it's a free kick to Chelsea. Mount's got it. See, the the awkward thing with doing this podcast is you already would have known that all of this has happened because this would be posted after the game. But that's not quite. It's not quite supposed to be a live commentary thing. It's supposed to me be me, me just doing something different, looking at the game as it's happening, and kind of just 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 talking to you about what I see and what I. Uh, notice in the game i'm really trying not to do it too much of like oh he's got the ball then he's got the ball um but uh this is the first time i've really tried i mean i've I've done like live me, me and robert have like done watch along things for uh like gaming presentations and stuff like nintendo directs we've got a free kick here on the edge i was supposed to free kick to main United. i thought that was maybe a foul on mount rashford's got it he has scored a free kick before against chelsea hasn't he Where's Bruno going to take this? No, Rashford's got it. Oh, kind of straight at the keeper, but it was a it was a good effort. Just could have done with going left or right, really. Um, well played there, one Bissaka. He's just sort of cleared the ball away. Chelsea got it with Chilwell. They signed him from Leicester, didn't they? He was one of their nine players that they signed or something in the summer so Chelsea got the ball we got a lot of players I can see what we're doing now we got a lot a lot of players back Chelsea took a shot straight at the keeper <coughs> pretty equal game pretty equal so far the only real chance that we've actually kind of had um, the sort of half chance where Rashford almost got it to Greenwood and then the um, what are they looking at here handball we've got a penalty it's gone to VAR for something I think we might get a penalty They're cutting back to like 10 minutes, not 10 minutes ago, like f 2 or 3 minutes ago. Hudson Adoy possible handball for a penalty. This would really annoy some Chelsea fans because we obviously have the nickname of, uh, is it Pen Penchester United or Penanders or whatever. I think that is a handball. I didn't notice it at the time. Obviously, I'm not a referee, but yeah, you, you could have put your hand down there. Hudson Adoy, definitely. I think he's given a penalty. 15 minutes in. I think we got a penalty. 
Oh no, handball. I'm sure I saw him point to the spot a second ago. I thought that was a handball. Um, on on the second viewing, obviously, on the, after the VAR, Maguire's talking to the ref now. That's a bit unlucky. Um, I do think that was a handball. He's kind of got his hand up much higher than where it needs to be. There. Uh, he's granted he's probably trying to do something like push Mason or put his hand onto Mason. Um. Why are they showing re? He's he's made the decision. I don't know why they're showing replays of it still. So.